restreaming like a pro. Uh, quick few tips or a few facts about Anya. Uh, she is the head influencer of marketing at Restream. Okay, guys. Um, she loves to serve content creators and entrepreneurs. So I know you guys who are watching, you're going to enjoy this. She is the host of a Friday live series. So if you haven't already, check her out. Uh, I'll put the links in the description below on how to find her show. Um, so you guys want to go check that out. And if she wasn't doing what she's doing now, she said she would be a journalist or a tech entrepreneur. Um, what that means, we're going to dive into that a little bit later in the rapid round. So stay tuned for that. Um, and something cool and amazing about her is that she's actually a former skydiver who's done over 400 jumps. Amazing. Um, she's originally from Moscow, Russia, lives in Austin, Texas. And there she is in action. Check it out, guys. I can't believe she did this. This is one of my bucket list items that I want to do. So without further ado, Anya, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Awesome. Thank you so much. That was such a cool intro. Uh, and yeah, it's um, it's been a while since I jumped from the airplane, but that was definitely that was definitely a good time and a big part part of my life. So <laughs> it's so fun to see that again. Heart, I can feel my heart racing right now. Just the idea of jumping from a plane. So I don't know how you do it 400 times. Ridiculous. All right. It, um, it's actually easier after 100 times. <laughs> the first, <laughs> all right, the first I'll keep 10 are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So without further ado, guys, we're going to tell you what's going on today. Here's a quick summary of what we're going to be talking about. Um, what you should know or have before you go live. Okay. These are really important tips and tricks. What do most people not know about Restream? And for those of you who don't know what Restream is, this is exactly what I'm using now to stream all my lives to Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and there's so many other possibilities to which you can stream. Um, then we're gonna talk about when's the right time to go live. How can you boost view time and engagement with live streams? And how do you create an unforgettable live stream experience? Whew, that's a mouthful, but we're gonna get into it, okay? Um, and finally, why use Restream over its competitors? Oh, and lastly, she's gonna give us some tips, tricks, for you beginner live streamers out there okay uh so don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already uh and hit that like button if you know what you're getting and you get value out of this video so without further ado here we go and yeah first question what should you know or have before you go live that's um that's a very simple and at the same time very big question um th there's a lot to unpack <laughs> here so let's just get to it um so there are two things that you definitely need to figure out one is your tech like so what are you going to use what are the essentials of your gear your technology your um software in order to make sure that that live stream happens and it makes you look good and your community your audience enjoys watching it right and the second thing is the content itself right like you need to understand what you are going to be talking about what is your stream how do are you going to stand out um with your content compared to other people going live on um all social platforms at the same time so or or separately right um so uh i would say for for someone who is just kind of starting and figuring things out, like what do you need? You, you need to understand that your live streams are not going to be perfect. It's going to be very inspiring and liberating for you if you just <laughs> admit and accept the fact that it's not going to be picture perfect like you added a video. So there, there are going to be moments. There are going to be little oopsies with your technology. There are going to be your internet connections failures. There's going to be your guests that, you know, forgot or something got mixed up with their calendar and they didn't show up. So 
be prepared to face the unknown, <laughs> be prepared to face some frustrating um, and like strange moments. But remember that from every single experience of that sort, you're learning and you are uh, taking your skills of live streaming and being live creator 10 or 100 points up just by experiencing those little little hardships and little um, obstacles. Um, and then uh, I would say authenticity is very important. So it's it's very it's a key for you in terms of building your audience and uh, being interesting for, for your community. Uh, if you have something to say that you're an expert in, you have some unique perspective, um, You your thing might be that your streams are very interactive and you just want to include your community into the conversation and your audience is there together with you. Um, so figure out what is your thing that makes you different, makes you stand out, uh, be ready to face the unknown and like deal with all kinds of weird things uh, that might happen and check your tech. Make sure that you have the essentials. Nice. I love that. Um, and I love the fact that you were saying how imperfections are going to be present. You know, imperfection to me are actually they they boost the authenticity, the trust, the like factors. And when people realize that, hey, you don't have to be perfect all the time, it, it is truly liberating. And I love the fact that you brought that up. So thank you for that. Mm. Um, and secondly, you know, the fear of your guests not showing up totally right there with you. You know, I, I run a podcast. Sometimes people get busy and sometimes they just don't show. Um, so keep those things in mind before you guys go online, because, you know, there's only so much you can do. And really, you're giving the, the value is where it's at. Right. You're giving the value to the people that are watching. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, Alex, what's your go-to reaction to when your guest doesn't show up? Um, is there any, um, any like special, uh, you know, thing that you do? Do you have a backup plan just in case? Or do you just go solo? Do you cancel it? Do you, do you, you know, approach that with a sense of humor? Like, okay, this is what happened. Or like, what, what's your, what's your reaction? Just curious. I love that question. And truth be told is it hasn't happened to me yet. I've always done the, you know, the double checks, make sure that we're on for tomorrow kind of thing. So it's really great. But um, what I would do if it were to happen to me uh, would probably be, you know, go live, go myself, talk a little bit because the show must go on. You know, um, people are going to watch people show up, people schedule it in their calendars to watch your content. And if there's nothing there, you know, a simple hey, sorry, guys, this is what happened. Um, this is life. I hope you can understand. And I promise I'll make it up to you next time. <laughs> you know, yeah, just something simple as that hopefully goes a long way. Yep. Yeah, I agree. 100%. That's it. Yep. I, that's, that's kind of how I think about it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so the next question I got for you here is, what do most people not know about Restream, but they should? Yeah, that's a great question. So it kind of um, depends on where, uh, which industry or where you're coming from when you first interact with Restream. And there are two kind of like common and typical paths of how you would discover us, right? Uh, number one is if you are a gamer, you are probably familiar with Restream for many, many years because our uh, our company was around since 2000 like late 2014, early 2015. So for over five years, we've been serving community of gamers um, and gaming creators, and we help them to stream their gameplay to multiple destinations at the same time, such as Twitch, YouTube, Facebook gaming, and so on. So for those people who are used to thinking about Restream as, a, as an extension of their 
uh, game capture experience, uh, a lot of those people don't know that we actually offer a studio, which is where we are right now, right? Like So uh, that you can actually use our own built-in encoder in order to go live uh, without adding any additional complex software. And it's as simple as, you know, just four or five buttons on the, on the bottom and just a couple of tabs on your right. And you can start creating content and sending it out as just directly from your laptop, from your browser. Um, so if, if, if the situation is the other way around, if you're a business creator, if you are discovering uh, Restream from the studio perspective, you might not know that Restream actually has a lot of um, functionalities that connect Restream with other tools and, and software. For example, you can use it with OBS, you can use it with Zoom, you can multi-stream your Zoom webinars, you can, um, you can, use other tools uh, that are like such as Ecamm, uh, XSplit and so on. So uh, it's it's just really easy to forget how robust, sophisticated and um, kind of um, agile this tool is. Um, so whatever you're coming from and whatever your objective is for live streaming, um, you will be surprised how much Restream has to offer. Definitely. Thank you for that. Uh, and I going to, you know, talk to that too is you know, when I started using Restream myself from personal experience, I had no clue what to do. I kind of just jumped on it. And it's so nice to know that there is a, an, a free account that you can sign up and kind of play with the studio. Um, so for those of you who are thinking about using, you know, Restream, definitely go in, hop in, press every single button and honestly try to break the system. Good luck trying to do that. Um, but it's definitely something you want to do. And there's so many cool things like graphics, captions, chat functionalities. That, that I use myself and it really adds to the whole user experience. Um, so I'm, I'm really surprised to see that how much Restream offers as a free user to, to just kind of get in there and get their hands dirty. So thank you for that, really. Yeah, and to uh, thank you so much for saying that. That's, that's really beautiful to hear. Um, and to add on to what I mentioned earlier, um, it's also, I think it is, to me, it is a common knowledge, right? I think everybody knows that. But um, since we're on this topic of what you don't, you might not know, um, it's good to remember that Restream is the inventor of the concept of multi-streaming. So that idea of streaming your live video to multiple platforms at the same time, that, that so to say, like the hootsuite for, of your live streaming uh, is entirely made and created by Restream founders. So they made this this, this whole concept, they, they invented it. Um, and because we think of ourselves or like to think about ourselves as inventors, there is constantly evolving, um, you know, growing process for our for our product and, uh, and the experience for content creators that we're building. So we're always on the role of adding new features, improving your experience, adding new things, listening to features requests and um, any kind of uh, comments from our community of what would they love to have, what is going to make their life easier. Um, so that is putting us as, as a pretty unique company uh, because we've been around for quite a while, but yet we still operate as a very uh, lean and agile startup, uh, very, very creator focused. Nice, nice. And, you know, I'm going to put you under the gun here or under the spotlight really quickly and say, is there or something that the audience really wants that is a feature that isn't there already that is upcoming? Could we give a little teaser? If not, that's totally cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's very, uh, it's a good question. So there are a lot of uh, features that are kind of on the roadmap. And again, they're all basically 
our community is feeding us ideas. Um, aside from Friday Live Show that you mentioned, where I interview content creators, I also host um, a bi-monthly, so every other Wednesday, I host uh, Wednesday Q&As with our customer success team. So it's basically me and head of customer success doing like this ask me anything type show when we send out emails to our existing users and say, hey, wherever you get stuck, whatever you want to know, just come on in, ask us a question, and we will let you know either how to overcome it, how to work around it, or if it's it's happening now, if we're building this, we'll let you know. So that's another cool um, content or show, so to say, that you can check out on Restream YouTube and Facebook uh, pages. So definitely tune in. Um, it's every Wednesday around 11 a.m. Central. And uh, so another thing that happens when our community talks to us and says, hey, we would love to see this happen to Restream, or we would love for you to offer this kind of functionality, our team members become champions of certain features, right? So we decide that, okay, so I really like this idea. I really think it's applicable to what I do or what my team is doing. In my case, it's influencer marketing. So people, I work a lot with creators uh, and opinion leaders in the space. Um, so one of the features that I'm championing right now is uh, the remote producer or co-producer, I guess. So what you're doing right now, Alex, is uh, you are running the show by yourself, right? Like you are controlling the overlays, you're figuring out when you're going to spotlight or maximize me, when it's going to be two of us together, when you're going to put your logos, any other graphic overlays and things like that. So the feature that we're trying to bring in, hopefully before the end of this year, is that you could have another person who could be behind the scenes helping you run the show while you remain the talent on camera, uh, which is a huge time saver and a huge help for people who have very busy chats for people who have um, a lot of guests, uh, for example, coming in and out during the same show and who have a lot of graphics and overlays and video pre-rolls and video inserts uh, as part of their show experience. So this is one of the features that I'm happy to share with you because this is something that I am pioneering and championing within Restream team. And there are a lot more that you can learn um, if you follow us on YouTube or Facebook. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for that, Anya. Um, so you heard it, guys. They are adding this new feature. Someone else is going to be able to co-pilot this live stream with you. Um, you guys didn't hear it from her, though. I'm not doing this myself. There's a guy in the corner who's doing it for me. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but, but in all reality, you know, it's great to have these live functionalities, you know, at our hands as especially an influencer or somebody who wants to build content. But I guess what I really would love to know more about is you know a next question when is the right time to go live you know um depending on where you are around the world what does it depend on yeah that's a great question um and the answer to this one unfortunately is it depends. So it really depends on your community and the type of content that you're streaming. So for example, if you are, um, if your content is all about how to do something, if it's instructional or um, educational, then you need to think about when your community is more likely to be available to to watch that that stream, right? And especially if interactive questions in the chat are part of your experience, you definitely want to make sure that the most people possible are going to be uh, comfortable with your schedule. So there are several things how you could um, analyze that. You can look at the, you can do a little bit of A-B testing, right? Like you can start your show and say, hey, okay, so what if I go live in the morning, like at 10 in the morning, then see your attendance. Then next time, try to go live in the afternoon. Next time, try to go live closer to the evening and kind of see where you get the most traction and probably repeat it a couple of times because 
if you only have one sample, it might not be accurate. Um, another way to do that is uh, to kind of like guess uh, where that sweet spot for you is, is to ask your community. You can run a poll or survey um, among your subscribers. You can either do it on social media or through your email list and just say, hey, if you, if you would like to see my show when I interview people, what is the best time? What day of the week would work best for you? And then see how people, people react. Uh, for us on Restream, we have several different live shows kind of happening throughout the week. And I'm actually overseeing our content on uh, Restream official channels. So it's a little bit of a producer puzzle that I always have to manage. Um, and from, from our experience, the shows that happen on weekdays, on business days, um, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, ideally in the morning or very early afternoon, perform the best uh, because that's when people are more interested in tuning in to something that is for business. Now, it's going to be completely relevant if your show is all about entertainment. If you are streaming comedy or if your show is like this, you know, fun, kind of like a comedic exchange, uh, then, of course, think about people being more relaxed and being more uh, ready to consume your content when they're after work. Uh, so then evenings and weekends would be your best bet. So definitely check out what kind of content it is, what kind of um, community members do you want to attract and maybe ask them directly to get the best idea. Awesome, awesome, awesome tips. I love it. Thank you so much, Anya. Um, one thing that I would add that has worked for me personally is actually Google Analytics. <clears throat> um, so if you look at your existing audience, guys, uh, you can go into Google Analytics, hook it up to your YouTube channels if you haven't already or whatever platforms you use your websites and you're going live, check out the times when there's the highest number of audience viewers, you know, watching your stuff. And that's typically a good guess or a guesstimation of when to go live. So whatever Anya said, plus that, you guys should be golden, hopefully, right? Yeah, I think there's another important thing to remember that um, no matter how good you get at figuring out what is the best time for your community, you are always gonna get more views up post play, right? Like replays and after your video is published on, on the platform. I know it sounds counterintuitive because you would think the whole point of live video is it's live, it's interactive. You can show up, you can ask a question and we'll answer it in real time, right? But um, unfortunately, the reality is that a lot of people are just going to market and remember, okay, so this is a great show. This is a good topic. I'm really interested in this, but I don't have time to do it right now. So they will work, work it in through their schedule on their own time. So don't be surprised that a lot of your views are gonna be coming post-factum, like after your show uh, and your live stream is, is done. So keep that in mind. And that's that's gonna be also very helpful for you so you don't get frustrated if you don't get immediately like thousands of views as you go live. I'm so glad you brought that up because actually, in fact, in my case, that's exactly what happened. I did a live with a, a dear friend of mine, Laura Bopalon, not too long ago. Um, and over, I think, three days after the three day, uh, the live was done, three days later, there was about 200 and somewhat views. And I'm like, where did this come from? You know, yeah. um, and it was being picked up by suggested, you know, searches on YouTube. And it's, it's being pushed out amazingly to so many places that I never thought possible. So lives are so, so, so valuable for content creators because they they get the view up, they get that engagement up, the exposure, right? Yeah, I always like to say that your work is not done when you click that stop being live or finish the stream button. Um, again, sounds a little counterintuitive. You think you think of your stream as this moment between you hitting you hitting that go live button and you saying, okay, 
and we're done. Stream is over. So the reality is that there's a lot of preparation that comes into before the stream, as you as you know, as we discussed before we went live. But there's also a lot of post-production, a lot of repurposing. Um, a lot of times what I do with my guests is I ask if they would be um, comfortable sharing the, the interview with their community. And when you do that with the show before it happened, I, I know it sounds crazy, but 80% of people would be very reluctant because they'll be like, well, I don't know how it goes. I'm not sure I'm going to sound great. I'm not sure, you know, the interview questions are going to be, you know, as, as good as I, as, as I want. So most people won't be sharing the interview or the content before it's done. But after it's done, if they feel good about it, they will be much more eager to spread it out among their community and their personal networks. So that's where you get a ton of extra views. Um, in addition to that, if you repurpose your content in any shape or form, if you create uh, small clips for your social media with little snippets and little uh, pieces of your um, episodes, if you repurpose it for a podcast where you can also link and say, hey, if you want to watch the video, the live video of this, you can click uh, this link and, and view the person um, you know in real time not just not just hear the recording so all of those things are going to uh, bring more audience and can galvanize it around that piece of content so I always like to say don't think of your stream as I'm done streaming and that's over <laughs> think about how many other things you can do in order to repurpose recirculate it and bring the audience back to that topic to that piece of content Oh, so well said. And I also would love to echo that because for me, I truly believe that 50% of the battle of content creation is the content creation. And the other 50 is actually the marketing. <laughs> you got to send it off to people and get people to see the stuff. Otherwise, no one's going to watch anyway, right? Yep. Um, awesome. So actually, this ties really well into the next question, which is how can you boost view times and engagement with live streams? I mean, you touched on it a bit already. Um, saying how, you know, during the lives, people don't actually interact as much as we would love them to, but it's actually the aftermath or after it's been posted that they interact. So, so what's your take on this? Yeah, sure. Um, that all breaks down into three pieces or three parts for me. Uh, it's pre-production, during the live stream and post-production. So we kind of covered a little bit of a repurposing um, aspect of it. So what you can do, and again, we're starting from the from the end here, right? But after you're done live streaming, there's a lot of work that you can do in order to recirculate that content. You can uh, send the link to that video to your community. You can republish and repost it later. Actually, if you're using something like Restream, um, you can download the recording of your, of your stream and then upload it to... Uh, even more platforms uh, that might not even be connected to Restream, just like your personal website or your mailing list or anything. Uh, you can also uh, do a lot of things. Another great repurposing uh, tip that I recently got from my, one of my guests at Live Show was uh, uploading the video on IGTV. So you take your video, your live stream as it is, and then you upload it on Instagram TV. And in that case, you get reach uh, you reach that instagram audience that normally you won't be able to multi-stream to because of the rules that instagram has they only want you to stream from your cell phone right but with igtv you can actually download the video and post it there um, and you can even create a little clip from it uh, that you could use as a story um, on instagram as well as on linkedin since they recently released stories as well so there's a lot of um different opportunities for you to take that video and to make more of it and kind of like recirculate it and uh, rebroadcast, reshare it with your community. Now, taking one step back, uh, when you are live, um, if you want to drive engagement in audience, you definitely want to make sure that you know you have the compelling topic, you have a good guest, or you have a very interesting uh, conversation going on. And what really helped me, what changed my game, it was to make it 
more interactive than you think it's even need, it needs to be, right? So one of the things that I started to do on my show was to, to start with some kind of an engaging question. Instead of being like, hey, here's my guest. This is what we're going to talk about. I always start with saying something like, hey, where are you guys watching us from? Or what type of content do you stream? If you multi-stream to multiple platforms, what are your top two platforms that perform the best? So when you ask a question, the audience just naturally, it's its very comfortable and easy to talk about yourself versus to talk about some other topic. So its it's very natural and easy for people to say, oh yeah, I'm watching you from Austin, Texas, or I'm watching you from from England. And that immediately starts. And when people start seeing the chat is, is getting busy, people get inclined to continue and contribute. So that was one of the tricks that I was using recently and it was really helpful. And then another step back to the pre-production, um, I think it's very important to schedule your stream ahead of time. Luckily with Restream, you have an event uh, feature where you could um, set up your title, your description, your thumbnail in advance on platforms such as LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you post there, people will have the opportunity to set a reminder so they won't miss the stream because for a week before it goes live, they already know that this is going to be happening at this time on this day. Um, and in addition to that, what helps us with our content is we always make sure that we send out emails to our community and say, hey, here are the shows that you can watch this week. Uh, this is an email that goes out every Monday. And we make sure that we have everything scheduled and filled in and ready to go by like Friday evening. So on Monday, this email goes out and people uh, can learn about what kind of content they can expect. Um, and of course, if people are interested, they can again, click on the link, set a reminder, um, and then they can show up when we are actually live. Nice. Awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and use that tip of yours right now and say, whoever's watching, put in the chat where you're, you're tuning in from, Canada, US, wherever you are, definitely let us know where you're uh, joining us from uh, and let us know what content you stream. And if you use Restream, what is your favorite tool or um, graphic in Restream? You know, um, there's so many that you can choose from. Uh, and, you know, it, it's honestly, it's kind of scary how much you guys give, give to us to use as, you know, an end user. Um, which also ties into my next question, which is how do you create an unforgettable live stream experience? I mean, we're talking about, you know, making engaging guests join your, your podcast or your shows or bring the right topics, but are there any other ways you can make uh, a compelling and unforgettable stream? Yeah, sure. So, uh, starting with the basics, I would say, uh, make sure that everything works well. So the number one thing that will kill your stream, your audience and your whole vibe and possibly your mood for the day is if something goes terribly wrong with the stream. And, and, and in that, I mean, if your audio is bad, that people cannot really hear you or um, it's, it's interrupted, that there's interference in there. If your video is not perfect, it's people are generally more forgiven to that. But still, if you're if your picture is completely pixelated and freezing, it's going to be very annoying to your audience to watch. So make sure that um, the experience of the viewer is as good as you can possibly get there. And part of that is also your internet connection. Make sure that your internet is good. Ideally, you should be on wired internet connection because that's the most stable version versus Wi-Fi or anything uh, like your mobile phone or anything like that. So make sure that the, the basics are covered. And if you were to stumble upon that video, 
as a viewer, as 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 part of the audience, you would feel like, okay, I can I can watch that. That that you know that is uh, aesthetically appealing, and I I can I can look at this and listen to this, and I'm feeling comfortable. So the next step, as you mentioned, of course, uh, focusing on the content. If you can secure interesting guests who have an interesting perspective, an interesting input, have a lot of expertise and experience in in what they do. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Uh, that would be a great. Um, that would be a great add-on because your stream has to add value to people. So think about it from the perspective of what the person who is going to come and watch it get from this. Are they going to learn something? Are they going to get entertained? Are they going to have a good time? Are they going to feel good about themselves? Like what is the uh, what is that feeling that that emotion uh, that you are going to introduce into their life as a result of that of that stream? And then, of course, um, if, if that's your thing, make it interactive. Make sure that people are part of the conversation. Make sure that you remind them, like, hey, if you have any questions for Anya or for Alex, like, make sure that you put them in. We'll be happy to answer. We would, you know, highlight your comment here. We would love for you to participate and be part of this of this conversation. So please don't, don't be shy. Stop by, say hi. So that is also always helping for the live uh, part of the video. It, it makes it much more compelling and engaging because people feel like, okay, you're there and you're actually addressing me and you're actually inviting me and including me into this. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to stick around. Nice. Oh, I love that. And you know, making sure to emphasize on the emotions that your guests or your viewers are watching. Um, because for me, especially, I only not only do content creation, but I'm also a life coach as well. And so when I work with people and their emotions, we, we work with something called significant emotional events. You know, if you think about a time in your life where, you know, the bad things, you can remember them just like that, probably because your emotional level is so high and so receptive. But then if I ask you, you know, can you think of the best times um, yes, you'll remember the polarizing best times, but the mediocre ones are like, eh, not really. I don't remember. <laughs> um, so really getting that emotion up, you know, get, bring that energy to, to the show or to whatever you guys are doing really makes a big difference. Um, so that's what I would add as well, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And be you, right? A lot of people think, um, I don't I don't know where this misconception is coming from. I think it's it's driven by the, the traditional TV or edited video. For whatever reason, people think that you have to be absolutely perfect and so polished and so ideal in order to ever even consider going live. And this is so funny to hear for me personally, because I always like to remind people when people ask about streaming and like, should I do that? Is it is it a good uh, use of my time? I always want to say uh, that you have about a hundred reasons why you shouldn't stream. Any person in this world can come up with hundreds of reasons why I shouldn't go live. It, it could be something like, oh, English is not my native language. I have an accent. Check it in right here, right? Oh, my hair doesn't look good on camera. Oh, I just in general don't look good on camera. I'm not that interesting. I have nothing to say. I mumble. I have uh, I have fear of public speaking and like audience being there. I'm afraid of trolls and haters. Like There's so many things that you can say will stop you and if you follow that um you will you will never you will never get there but remember there's always at least one reason for you to go live right and i think it's good to stick to that reason to understand what is that reason are you are you trying to learn something from this are you trying to educate others are you going to share your passion and uh once you stick to that thing just make sure that your authenticity and your your real you is okay. It's fine. And, and even if it's not perfect, uh, people are going to be very accepting and very forgiving and very um, accommodating and inviting 
uh, as long as you are not trying to be something else and you just bring your real real you uh, to to the conversation and to your audience. Yes, yes, yes. And I think it was actually Tony Robbins who said, on the perf on my perfect day, I am perfectly imperfect. Yeah. Right. So, you know, be kind to yourself, guys. Don't worry about it. Heck, I don't I make tons of mistakes and I'm here. I'm serving you because I want to bring you value. And and having guests like Anya come on the show, hopefully you guys learn something and you can implement and hopefully this gives you a bit of courage to just take that step and start creating your own content. Right. Yeah. Um, which brings me to my next question is, you know, Restream is a great platform, but like everything else, there are competitors. So why would someone use Restream over its competitors? And I know obviously this is completely unbiased, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I would love to know what your take is. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, it's one of those difficult questions that, you know, it, it aligns very, very well with what we just spoke about, right? Like it's um, it's a difficult question to answer because generally people don't like to love to talk about their competitors, but it's a good place and it's a good opportunity to get yourself out of comfort zone and and face that question, right? And 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 tell yourself, answer to yourself first and then to your community, like why why your show is better than someone else's show, why your product is better than someone else's product. So um, we at Restream, uh, for the longest time, we had a very interesting perspective on competition. Uh, our CEO at some point uh, watched uh, one of the uh, panel or TED Talks discussions by Peter Thiel, uh, the PayPal, uh, one of the early investors of PayPal. Uh, and I, I believe the session was called uh, Competition is for Losers. Uh, and basically the whole premise of that conversation and that talk was about that don't try to go to the area, don't try to be in the place where you're competing with a ton of people. Avoid competition, be the only one, the the unique, the different, the first, right? So this is how Restream started originally. Uh, the, we were the only multi-streaming solution. We were the uh, creators of that concept. Uh, now, of course, five, five years uh, later, there are a lot of different um, organizations and companies that are coming up with similar solutions. But it's really interesting to notice that we really do not have a competitor that competes with the whole umbrella or suite or ecosystem of Restream products. So the competitors that we have, which we have many at this point, competing with very specific features or parts of what Restream is doing. For example, we have competitors of Studio. I'm sure we all you know, know who they are. Um, if we need to, I can, I'll, I'll happily name them. Uh, probably you know, one of the most popular ones is StreamYard. Like they created this um, you know, similar uh, to Studio uh, solution for live streaming directly from the web browser. But they don't have a lot of the... Uh, features that we have in terms of connecting to other software. Like you cannot multi-stream a Zoom webinar with, with, with that software, right? Like you cannot go live with OBS or Ecom. You cannot uh, schedule a pre-recorded video and push it live on 30 plus platforms at the same time using, using a scheduler tool. So, um, and then of course there are certain competitors of the of the encoder, right? There are a lot of uh, way more sophisticated encoders that allow you to do a lot more things with your video, have multiple camera and sound ingests, have um, animated layouts and overlays and all kinds of things. But how many of those software solutions are as simple and as easy to start using as, as Restream Studio? Probably not many. And how many of the platforms uh, and solutions that claim that you can multi-stream offer 
multiple Facebook pages and groups, multiple YouTube channels, multiple Twitch channels, right? 30 plus platforms that are unique plus multiple channels within the same platform, like multiple Facebook pages or groups. So in that sense, as as strange and, and, and unrealistic as it sounds, Restream doesn't really have a competitor that could compete with all the things that we have. But in terms of things that we, uh, in, in terms of separate products, of course, um, there are some alternatives and and we believe that what makes us different is our love and passion to creators that we listen to our community that we want to make it right for you and with that we are uh, the inventors uh, at, at our core so whatever you're seeing whatever you're longing for in terms of um, how to make your life as a content creator better you can let us know and, and probably you'll see it, it happen because we can build it Awesome. That's so nice to know that, you know, you care so much about your users, your end users, because that's where the, you know, all the value is going to go to and they're going to help promote your own stuff. So it's so nice to know that there's actually a platform out there like Restream who listens, you know, not many you know companies or competitors would do that. So thank you for sharing that. And, and, okay. and finally, you know, what tips would you give to beginner live streamers, you know, who want to start on this journey of live streaming. You know, I have a few of my own, but I would love to know what your take is on, you know, how to get started and, and what to do. Yeah, it's a good one. It's it's actually one of my favorite um, questions because when we do Q&A sessions at uh, Restream, um, our Q&A uh, kind of interactive uh, shows, I my favorite ones are the ones that we do for newbies, right? The ones for uh, just newly registered users, people, people who are just starting and trying to figure things out because they have this open mind and they're like, oh, how do I do this? Like, oh, wow, I didn't know that you could do that. <laughs> uh, whereas this very experienced and advanced people are much more, like they ask very specific, like very nitty gritty questions. Um, so I think the, that, the like I mentioned earlier in, in the segment, uh, the only thing that stops you from going live is you is your self self consciousness? If it's your uh, doubts, it's your insecurities. So the first thing that you want to get rid of is admit that it's not going to be perfect, but you can still do the best job that you could ever possibly do if you if you go live, if you try it. So number one tip is is definitely give it a try, go live, experience this, and once you 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 break that first step of like, oh, I'm not good for this. I don't know anything. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, you will be really surprised how quickly you will start picking up the things that are crucial, like how quickly you'll understand, like what are the essential and, and critical pieces of hardware? What are the essential and critical pieces of how you build your, your content and how you plan your live stream? And all of those things, there's a ton of material online uh, in the internet on how to, how to tell a story, how to create compelling graphics, how to engage your audience, how to grow your channel, like all of those things exist. But the number one thing that you need to realize is that it doesn't take much for you to go live. You don't have to have a professional studio and all kinds of great equipment and all kinds of, you know, assistants and professional producers running around you in order to create content. And that girl that powders, you know, what is it called? Like when, it, when they polish your face, it doesn't shine. Like none of that thing, none of those things have to happen with you on your step one and you will right. build on just start with, with with the basic maybe it's just your laptop maybe it's just a quick stream when you say hello to your community and ask them what would they like to talk to you about what kind of topics would be interesting for them and then you will start building on so don't be afraid to take a step-by-step -step, baby steps and definitely overcome that fear of, of hitting that button because for whatever reason even for me till today with all the experience that i have with live streaming it is a little scary it's a daunting task 
Yeah, no, definitely. Actually, I was going to say just before I got live on with you here, I'm feeling this, you know, these butterfly sensations. I'm like, I've done this a few times already. Why am I still feeling nervous, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but it's so nice to know that other content creators go through the same stuff too. You know, okay. these these butterflies, they don't go away, guys, but they're fun. They're there for a reason because you feel, feel alive, good. right? Yeah. They feel great. Yeah. Um, so thank you for sharing that, you know, for being honest with us, because it's so refreshing to hear other content creators do the same or feel the same. Right. Yeah. Um, which brings me to our final segment of our show, which is called Rapid Fire, guys. This is the section where we ask Anya or our guests 10 questions and she's going to give us the quickest answer she can possibly give us. Are you ready, Anya? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I've All never right. done that oh. before. I'll be honest with you. So this is this is my my first time trying Beautiful. something I'll, like that. Trust me, it's easy and it's fun. Are you ready? Ready. Here we go. So if you could buy any type of food right now, what would you buy? Ice cream. Ooh, nice. What color is your toothbrush? Uh, it's uh, made of wood because I'm doing this eco-friendly thing. So it's that bamboo. Uh, so it's kind of like a wood color. Nice, nice. Uh, if you could go or if you could be any animal, which one would you be and why? Uh, I'll be a squirrel. This is my spirit animal. I think they are amazing because they're so agile and versatile uh, <laughs> and kind of cute. And the squirrels in the country where I'm coming from have uh, like super funny and fluffy brushes on their ears. So uh, all my childhood, I was called a squirrel. So I, there's no question. Squirrel it is. Nice. It's nice. Awesome. Uh, who is your favorite superhero and why? Oh, so when I was a little girl, I was in love with Superman, Christopher Reeve specifically, um, like that version, because I thought that was the most amazing and beautiful man in the world. I, at least my seven-year-old version uh, thought that. Um, and I, I kind of developed that you know, special relationship with, with that character. So since, since then, Superman is, is, is my guy. Nice, nice. Um, I actually really like Superman too. He's one of my role models. Um, <laughs> as you can see, you know, with the glasses and the hair. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Uh, uh, so who do you admire the most? Oh, I admire all kinds of tech and entrepreneurs. It's actually funny because I recently was thinking about that. I admire I know, Elon Musk and like the amazing uh, innovation that he is pushing like against all odds. It just this extraterrestrial power that he has in terms of inventing and coming up with things, you know, all that narrow link thing, like what, can you imagine? Um, so <laughs> among like leaving people and existing people, that's, that's one of, of, um, you know, people that everyone knows. And I also admire my father. Um, he, he's not around anymore, unfortunately, but he was a great photographer and, uh, artist. So I think everything artistic and creative that I have in me, I'm taking from him. So, uh, I, I'm very grateful and, and definitely he, he has a lot of my admiration. Oh, that's so sweet. That's thank you for sharing that. Um, next question: What is your favorite winter activity? Oh, it's definitely skiing. I actually, I'm not a very winter and cold weather person. That's why I moved from Russia to Austin, Texas, because I felt like <laughs> I got enough <laughs> of the cold winter stuff. But every now and then, I, I miss snow, and I think mountains, uh, with its beauty, with its power, with its inspiring, like clearing your mind. Uh, character that they that they bring in um, is probably one of the most beautiful things you can do. So yeah, I, I try to ski every every winter, and uh, it is very liberating and inspiring activity. Nice, nice. You definitely have to come up to Vancouver where I am. There's Whistler here, beautiful mountain ranges. The moment the Latin Americans cross that border, <laughs> I'll be Deal. there. All right, yeah. let's do it. Um, if there was a movie made about your life, what genre would it be? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, it's so funny. Uh, so what it would probably really be, it would be some kind of a drama because there's a lot of drama <laughs> that I, I think I track. But what I would want it to be, I would want it to be a comedy. I would want it to be some kind of a sarcastic, uh, intelligent, intellectual comedy where people could laugh at the strange circumstances that happen to people at like this amazing transformations that I personally experienced multiple times in my life. Um, so I would want it to be a comedy, uh, even if it's a dark comedy of some sort. But um, I'm pretty sure that people look at this and be like, ah, oh, no, it's going to be very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um, you mentioned you would buy ice cream. So if you could be a flavor of ice cream, which flavor would that be and why? It's going to be dark chocolate because it's my favorite <laughs> type of ice cream. And it's so rarely allowed that to myself. The audience should understand that for me. I am a big kind of like health junkie, not, not a health junkie, but I'm really watching my, my weight and everything. I went, once I moved to the United States from Russia, I got really paranoid that, you know, I, I'll gain weight and whatever. So, and, and of course it's, it's, you know, it's not a good paranoia, good thinking to have, but I was very deliberate and like careful about what I eat and like the portions and everything. So ice cream is a, is a big treat for me. Like it happens once a year, maybe. So just to understand like the gravity and the drama of that situation, nice. like what that dark chocolate ice cream means to me. Um, it's, it's a very special occasion. So that, that's what I would be. I can only imagine how good that ice cream tastes that once best, a year. Oh my gosh. Best in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and finally, what is your favorite cartoon character and why? Or who is your favorite cartoon character? Oh, that's so good. So uh, again, like, you know, brainwashed by Disney cartoons, of course, <laughs> I'll have to pick a Disney princess of some sort. So growing up again, like my hero was Ariel from from Little Mermaid, like she was nice. the one. Um, I, I really liked her kind of like that longing for a different world, uh, which is ironically exactly what happened to me, right? I immigrated to a different country, I kind of like rebuilt my life uh, in this new society from from scratch, basically after after leaving Russia. So um, um, I did, you know, get, uh, you know, became part of their world, so to say, as she sings uh, in, in the famous song. But nowadays, like, you know, years and years after, I do think about myself more as a Pocahontas because I really like her kind of like connection with nature, connection with 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 life, like the circle of like earth that she was kind of representing and her ability to teach um, someone like John Smith about like what what the actual value of life and and what you can treasure and what you can appreciate is. Um, so, wanna be Pocahontas? Uh, actual probably Ariel. So that's my <laughs> that's my character take. Awesome, awesome. And I'm sure you got tons of Prince Eric's, you know, coming after you. Uh, um, so I want to take this opportunity to say thank you so much for joining the show. It was awesome to have you. Uh, yeah, for those of you folks who are looking to get on Restream, definitely go check it out. Go get a free uh, version of it. And finally, if you want to get in contact with Anya, here we go. This is where she's at. Lovely photo. This is her at work. Man, she's working on here. She's working on my PowerPoint slides here. She doesn't stop working, right? <laughs> Anyways, here's her, con here's her contact details. We will put it in the links in the description below. And again, I just want to say a quick thank you again for joining us, Anya. It was lovely having you. And I look forward to the next time. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. Awesome. Take care. Hey there. Thanks for tuning in. Alex here. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support me, please go to coachalexlin.com. There you'll find more podcast episodes, how to join an exclusive Facebook group of amazing storytellers, and a ton of other resources for coaches and entrepreneurs. 
you'll also be able to learn more about coaching and how to work with me one-on-one. If you gain some value and want to support me on my mission to transforming the lives of 1,000 people, you can either search for Connect the Dots on iTunes and leave a rating, or simply subscribe to my YouTube channel so that you can enjoy, like, and share my videos. So thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.